Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, July the 21st. And welcome to our Texas Political Report with our good friend uh, George Rodriguez from South Texas, where I'm sure you're freezing to death, George. I mean, I'm yes. just holding it. It was down. It was all the way down to 90 degrees this morning at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is 105 right now. Yeah, well, I think it's 100 and it's 100 here, maybe plus a couple more. But it's, I think it's supposed to end next week. Am I right? Is this yeah, the, that's what they said. Yeah. The additional problem that we've got is the Sahara dust. I don't know if you're, if you're suffering, but my, my headache was, my uh, sinus headache was killing me this morning. Oh, okay. Allergies, you mean? Yeah, allergies. Uh, yeah, allergies. Okay. No, th- that hasn't hit me yet, but I know that it's just been uncomfortably warm to go outside. I mean, it's just been, I mean, going outside, I mean, you really have to want to. to, to <laughs> Getting I mean, in a vehicle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you have to want to, to really go out for a walk. I mean, I do it very early in the morning, but, I mean, right now, late afternoon, early evening, it's usually the hottest time of, of the day. Well, we've got three reports, uh, George, that we're going to get into today, or three stories. Uh, the first one is uh, Sanctuary Cities in New York City, or the, I guess they don't have them anymore. Uh, Lopez Obrador, president of Mexico, you know, taking taking the governor of Texas to task, I mean, in a pretty interesting way. And then, of course, the Department of Justice threatening, I don't know if they've actually done it, but threatening to sue Texas over these barriers. So let's get started with uh, the sanctuary city situation in New York. You know, this is hilarious when when you look at it, because these are the same people, of course, who criticized Texas. Remember when we had our debate? over sanctuary cities back in 2017. And they're the same people who used to criticize Texas for not wanting to have sanctuary cities. And now the the tables have turned. But what's interesting is that New York City is trying to have it both ways. They're saying, well, we still believe in sanctuary cities, but we don't want you to come. (laughs) So they're sending, literally sending out notices to people saying, don't come to to New York. And the situation in New York, George, is, is quite quite interesting because it there it's strictly a money problem they just don't have the money uh you know they they've overextended themselves and they don't have the money they don't really have the space and many of the of the surrounding communities are basically saying no we don't want them either so the mayor of new york is is in a i mean it's a very diff- i kind of feel sorry for him but you know on the other hand i don't because they created this they're the ones who created this now they got to live with it george yeah, the situation is, is uh, you know, it is comical. It's ironical. Uh, it, it, it's really ridiculous. It's all of those things. The, um, uh, this is a socialist state. 
in the United States, within the United States, that is collapsing. And it shows how bad socialism is. The government of New York has been trying to do everything for everyone, uh, including dispensing uh, uh, needles, uh, including uh, letting folks off uh, for minor offenses, as they say, providing them uh, uh, legal assistance. Uh, I mean, just doing all sorts of things, uh, rental, uh, renting, uh, freezing rents, uh, all sorts of things. Now come all of these folks uh, who want part of the American dream as defined by New York liberals, and, um, you know, they're freaking out. Uh, they don't know what to do with all these folks. We've had, well, a situation, we've had the situation where, you know, they have been placed in, uh, in great uh, hotels and, the, you know, destroyed the hotels, and uh, folks are, are, uh, are, are criticizing the, uh, the New York government for putting them up in these nice hotels. Right. Well, what's interesting is that the economics of New York, the government of New York just found out that their state revenues are down 20%. Correct. Meaning the taxes are down 20%. And that is, I mean, that's a combination of... People and businesses are leaving. Well, that's the big problem. And uh, in in the case of New York City, you know, I remember reading one time that 8% of the taxpayers in New York City pay like 90% of the taxes. So they they have been relying on a very small group of very wealthy people, or at least well-to-do people. And, uh, you know, they lose one of these folks and they've got a real it problem. It has an impact. It has an impact uh, because they've had a lot of people, you know, when you when 8% is paying 90% of your taxes, then, you know, the other 90% are paying 10%. That's a, that's a real problem, you know. You, and, and, of course, you know, there's a lot of things going on in New York. You've got the crime problem. You've got the, you know, the safety problem. I mean, just a lot of unfortunate things going on. In New York City, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the buildings that used to be filled with office workers are not anymore. A lot of people are working from home. Crime, so it's, crime, and so it's it's kind of like a perfect storm of things that have happened in New York. But you know, they were, you know, they were very eager to adopt the sanctuary city flag, Correct. and now that now they're basically saying, well, no, not here. Don't don't bring your and the, their suburbs, the suburbs of New York City are, are rebelling as well, because uh, let's remember that they've tried to um, shuttle them out into uh, into the uh, surrounding counties and the counties themselves have said no, no, no. So, uh, you know, they've created this problem and um, they're, they're going to have to live with it. But, uh, of course, uh, they're, they're you know, they're making excuses. They're blaming they're blaming uh, Governor Abbott. They're blaming Republicans for being uh, for not opening the the uh, borders more. Uh, you know, it's everybody's fault except their own. Right, and and you know, the governor of New York, of course, I mean, the mayor of New York City is calling for immigration reform. But uh, again, I don't. When I hear stuff like that, uh, I always like it's to remind their people definition of immigration yeah, reform. But when I hear about immigration reform, that's not that's not going to solve this problem. No. I mean, immigration well, they're, reform. They're best, the best uh, solution that they have is more money. They want more money. That's the other thing, and they're not going to get any. They're not going to get any new money from this house, and frankly, from the federal government. They're not. You know, one of the things that we're also seeing, George, is a lot of the a lot of these cities were able to use a lot of the COVID money Correct. to maintain a lot of these things, and now that there is no COVID money anymore. 
and they don't have their own money that that's that's also part of their part of their problem here and it's a mess it's a mess they don't know how to stop spending that's the problem they don't know how well, to stop spending and go back to what what it was no they've hooked themselves on these programs they've hooked themselves on providing these services now what are they going to do well what they're going to do is what they're doing which is this you know there's literally printing flyers <laughs> saying don't come don't to new know. york which is which is hilarious uh and i you know i and i'm sure that the the other cities are having the same issue too but you know i always laugh at at new york because new york is a city of what eight million people yeah. and if they cannot handle 40 or 50,000 migrants how's the rest of them? yeah exactly how is del rio supposed to handle thousands i mean del rio on the border uh or even el paso how are they supposed to handle them they're smaller cities with a lot of resources so it's their own problem they created this and now they got a live with it and my guess is that most of the immigration activists are going to get pretty angry at the mayor for having to reverse course and i'm just wondering george if they're going to call him a racist well, because sure he wants will. to shut down sanctuary i'm cities. sure they will at some point the uh you know these tribes and that's what they are these tribes will turn on each other this is the headache that we've got is that rather than identifying as Americans, they identify by their own ethnicity, racial group, class group, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and where does it end? I mean, I remember um, working in the um, Justice Department when I was at the, at the, uh, in the Reagan administration and uh, seeing clashes, reading about clashes in high schools between Hispanics and Blacks. And that was, you know, uh, while everybody was trying to portray, well, they still do try to portray uh, some type of, of minority unity. Um, that's ideal. But if you emphasize, if you emphasize uh, uh, ethnicity, race, class, et cetera, et cetera, that's where the people turn to. Them, to right. Well, also, in the case of many African-Americans, they're asking the obvious question. I mean, we we see this in exactly. Chicago. They're asking the obvious question, and that is, why are are you taking my resources and giving it to people who are not even from here? Exactly. I mean, that was one of the big demonstrations they had in Chicago, and saying, "Hey, you know, you're taking our resources, you're denying our resources, and giving it to people." And it, it's just, but they created this mess. Right? They've like created this mess. mess. They, they created, created this tribalism. They have created yeah. this, this this dissension, and uh, they've encouraged dissension. Now, um, you know, they've created, they've, they've remodeled the house. They don't want to live in it. But. Right. No, that's exactly right. Well, let's move to another topic here, uh, which is rather controversial. And that's the president of Mexico uh, really going after the governor of Texas. And I guess the main issue is these barriers uh, on, on the river. Now, I've only seen pictures of them or some videos. But what they, they look like big barrels. That's kind of what they look like. And they're sort of connected, I guess, one, one to another. And I believe the objective of these, I don't even know what they're called. Are they called barriers? Well, I don't even know no, what they they're call called. Them, they call them bollards. Okay. Um, I, I don't even, you know, I, as far as I can tell from the, from the video or the picture, they're not really impacting the river. I mean, the flow of water is still going on. And the fish, I assume, are swimming underneath. They're not protesting that anybody's denying them their space. 
it is primarily uh, an instrument being put uh, strategically on the river to keep people from swimming over. Correct. Now, I suppose if you look at the barrier, you can still jump over it, but it's more complicated than what it's been before. Uh, the governor of Texas put these in. The president of Mexico is uh, is accusing our, our governor of being anti-immigrant, which is kind of funny. And then, of course, the Department of Justice tying into to this story, the Department of Justice is threatening to sue Texas. So poor Governor Abbott, who knew that uh, he was going to be uh, the target of so many attacks, George? I, I think I think a lot of us, including myself, who have been uh, advising and encouraging the, the, the governor's office, uh, our state reps, uh, that something needed to be done. A lot of us recognized that if something was done, there was going to be a backlash. And that's what we've got. If you have just over the past week, it's been, and, and, and I, I, at least to me, it's been a very obvious coordinated media effort calling of, of calling out uh, Texas regarding the barriers. We have seen it in virtually every newspaper, uh, news media, CBS uh, ran something, CNN definitely has run something on it. All of them all of a sudden erupted angrily about the barrier. And, um, you know, the, these bollards uh, do not impact on, on, on the environment of the water. You're right. What they do do is they float on top of the water and they make it more difficult for someone to swim across, uh, for you to float across in a barge uh, or a inner tube or something. It makes it much more difficult. In fact, the person that has brought a lawsuit, that has filed a lawsuit against um, uh, the, the, the state and Governor Abbott is someone who is a kayaker. Uh, they have filed a lawsuit because uh, now all of a sudden they can't kayak down the um, uh, down the Rio Grande. I'm not sure where uh, people actually kayak because I haven't seen it that much. But uh, this is the, you know this is the anger that they've got. The other anger, of course, has been the uh, the wire, the Constantina wire that's on uh, once you reach the. Um, uh, the embankment uh, that you have seen in many places. Many places don't have it, but a lot of the places do have the Constantina wire that keeps people on the, uh, on the banks. It doesn't let them come in anymore. And that has also been an, a, a, an issue. You've heard about um, the inhumane treatment that people are not able to get water, people are not able to um, come in to get uh, assistance, medical assistance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, again, uh, the medical assistance, you can get it in Mexico. It's going to be more difficult, but you can get it in Mexico. The, the water you can certainly get in Mexico. Um, you know, you can get uh, nonprofits instead of waiting for them on this side could easily go to the other side and provide all sorts of services. But uh, the, the, the battle is nothing more than people griping that they cannot reach uh, the interior of the United States easier now. And um, I, for one, uh, you know, people say that the, the governor has not done enough uh, to, uh, to stop the, uh, the flow of, uh, of drugs and, and, uh, and illegal aliens. Well, I got news for you. 
if they if, if he he isn't doing enough uh then they wouldn't be screaming and yelling like they are right, right. now. well that's that's exactly right and, and i think that what i find most interesting about these barriers is that the i mean i don't know what side is texas and what side is mexico on on the river but you know you can kind of tell that the barriers are more on the texas side and but when i look at the pictures and i hear the complaints that this is a threat to the environment oh. that this is a, a threat to humanity uh well first of all i don't understand the environmental issue because again the water is flowing it's not hurting, it's not not hurting. hurting. and the fish is going underneath and not, you know, again, it seems to be, it, it, like you say, it's simply a barrier to keep people from, from, from coming, from does coming the over. United States, does the United States have the right to uh, protect its borders and its citizens? That's the bottom line. That's right. Now, the, the real, you know, the question that I keep asking myself is that those who are complaining about humanitarian conditions, what could be more unhumanitarian? than to bring people over the way they're being brought over, where they have to pay, where they have to basically, you know, be brought over here by criminal elements. I mean, we have two very serious problems I, that I see uh, on, on the border. One is the drugs, of course, that are coming, and the other one is the human uh, traffic. And, you know, the drugs, well, that's more complicated because the reality is that we're consuming it, and that, that's, a, that's a more complicated issue. But the human, you know, the human trafficking is, is, is an absolutely horrible thing. And both moving drugs and moving humans have become very lucrative businesses for these, uh, you know, what they like to call organized crime. Correct. Uh, in Mexico, they call it, you know, crimen organizado, you know, organized crime. And I don't know. I don't see the Mexican government doing anything. 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 To, to stop this. I mean, you got the president of Mexico attacking the governor of, of Texas, well, why doesn't he do something? Exactly. You know, the president of Mexico could shut down the human traffic tomorrow morning. He could simply say, if we well, want people to stop, uh, to stop suffering at the border, then they could easily stop it in Tapachula. They could easily stop. And on our side, we could uh, stop letting people in. I guarantee that when we stop, when we stop providing easy access into the United States, the flow stops. We saw it under Trump. We saw it under Reagan. It is, it, it's the fact. It is a fact. When you take a strong measure to, uh, to, stop, to, to discourage, I'll use that word, illegal immigration, it works. Right. I think under Bush, at one time, he put troops, I think, on the border as he well. Did. Yeah, and, and that had, a, had an impact. But, but you know, I... I can certainly, you know, understand the the humanitarian argument, but I think they're 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 basically, uh, you know, they're screaming at the wrong guy. Exactly. They should be screaming at, at at Mexico, and for Mexico to put on this posture, you know, to criticize the governor of Texas. You know, I, I do you remember uh, uh, George when when Hugo Chavez came to the UN back in 2006? And he made some very critical comments about President Bush in the U.N. itself. Right. And the very next day, the Democrat representative uh, in, in that wherever the U.N. is, the Democrat representative in that district came out and said, hey, I may I may disagree with President Bush, but you don't come, you know, speaking to Hugo Chavez, you don't come into my country and criticize my president. You don't do that. 
And that's not something that I want you to do. And I'm going to defend the president because he's my president. And that's what you don't see here from Democrats. Yeah, I mean, why aren't Democrats calling on Lopez Obrador to worry about Mexico and not go after? It is extreme anti-Americanism. And I, you know, I, 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 you can't define it as anything else. It is more uh, against, it is, it is uh, uh, politics that uh, is, is uh, directed at the country and at our values and our, uh, our way of life. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's no longer uh, how we can stay free and uh, independent and strong, either a Democrat approach or a Republican approach. No, now it's just, uh, it, it's, it's pure globalism. And I, I, it's really sad. No, I, it's, it's sad and it's sickening because this, this would be a great opportunity, just like that congressman, I think Randall was his name, Randall or whatever it was in New York. And again, he was a hyper-Democrat. He was a partisan Democrat. He criticized President Bush a lot. But when somebody came into his district to criticize the president of the United States, he stood with the president of the United States. I think his last name was Randall. If yeah, I Randall. Brandel, yeah, if I remember. No, no, Rangel. Rangel, yeah. Actually, actually, it was Rangel. Right. He was, uh, he was a Dominican. Uh, I think his grandparents were Dominican. Oh, okay. All right. But he was, and I remember, I used to watch him on TV. He's kind of a friendly guy, very funny kind of guy. But, you know, he was an anti-Bush Democrat, and that's fine. Yeah. But when it came to Hugo Chavez coming here and criticizing the president, he stood with his president, which is something that, I would love to see now. I would love to see some Democrats publicly. And I, I, I just can't see. I, I can't see the uh, squad, for example. Doing no, that. right. But I mean, I, I, you know, why isn't there a Democrat, for example, the two men who are running for the U.S. Senate? Why isn't one of them standing up saying, look, you know, we can disagree about politics, but, you know, Governor, I mean, the, the president of Mexico has no business telling the people of Texas how to vote. I mean, that's not something yeah, that's, that, that's that he should be doing. And yet they don't, George. And, and you have to wonder, uh, is, is it anti-Americanism or are they just scared to death of the immigration activists? Because whoever, I mean, if you think about those two men running for, for the Senate nomination, uh, you know, uh, Gonzalez, I think, Gutierrez, Gutierrez. And, and Adler, uh, if you think about those two men, if they got into a problem with the immigration activists, that's the end of their campaign. That's the end of their campaign. They, they are would, so dependent on these right. leftists. The left has taken over the Democratic Party, and the left is not pro-American. That's no, and, and they're not very nice. They'll come after you. <laughs> they will come okay. after you with, with all guns, and, and they will go after you. And, and, but this is, I think, a good example for somebody to stand up for the country. Yeah. That's what I like to see here is a Democrat, a major Democrat, come out and say, hey, look, you know, the president of Mexico has no business telling people in the United States how to vote any more than, than you know, an American politician. Imagine if we went over there oh, and gosh. did that. Are you kidding? No, yes, that kidding? would be. Oh, now, gosh. That's right. Now, the other issue, of course, is that the Department of Justice wants to go after Texas over these barriers. Oh, yeah. But on what grounds? Now, I thought it was interesting because Governor Abbott today came right out and said, we'll see you in court. So I, I guess that their argument is going to be, I'd like to get your reactions to this, George, but I think the argument that Texas is going to make is, hey, look, you know, we understand that the border is a federal responsibility, but you're not, but, doing, it. But you're not doing it, so we got to do something on our own. I think that's going to be their argument, George. What do you think? 
Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, the the border is out of control, and uh, the impact on private property, the impact on uh, on private citizens, uh, the fentanyl, the um, imp- the impact of uh, well, there was another car wreck uh, in a small community just south of San Antonio. Uh, there was a car that that w- w- was the result of a car chase uh, of uh, of a smuggler. All of these things are impacting on us. And uh, they are a direct result of this border being wide open. And uh, it's got to be controlled. doesn't have to be shut down, but it's got to be controlled. Right. And there's another impact also, George, that nobody ever talks about. Uh, and that is the impact that this is having on Mexico. Because a lot of the border towns on the Mexico side are being seriously impacted by this. Gosh. Uh, particularly the organized crime. So, you know, they're taking it down there as well. So you have to wonder, you know, you have to wonder what's going on in, in, in Mexico that the president of Mexico feels like getting into an argument with the governor of Texas. But yet there's a lot of problems, particularly the violence in his country that he's basically not talking about, George. Correct. These liberal policies, both in Mexico and in the United States, are leading to the destabilization of society, of the destabilization of, uh, of of the Mexican government, and it's certainly having a terrible uh, impact on uh, U.S. local governments. Right. Uh, that's the bottom line to this thing, and 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 we it needs to be addressed. I mean, right. it needs to be addressed as a security issue, right? Because that's exactly uh, right. Because uh, you know the shootings, the uh, kidnappings, all of those things that are happening in Mexico can easily. Uh, start happening over here and will start happening mm-hmm. over here. The, the, everyone knows uh, in the law enforcement community that I've spoken to that connections between the cartels and the Mexican gangs in prison are already being made. And everybody knows that the Mexican prison gangs are the ones that control the street gangs. So it is, uh, uh, we're looking at a perfect storm when it comes to, uh, to law and order and, uh, you know, because of the defund the police as well. So what we need to do uh, Americans need to uh, uh, address this issue from a from a security national security point of view. Right. Well, that's it. that's it. I mean, the border should always be addressed as a national security issue. Obviously, it's economics as well. There's a lot of trade going back and forth. Uh, this week, uh, we saw some new figures that Mexico is now the number one trading partner for the United States, and and in fact, taken over. Uh, that from China, more and more business is being done with Mexico. And that's a good thing because that's good for Texas as well. But all of this criminal activity on the border is threatening that. It's threatening that because these businesses that exist on the border, I mean, it's, I hear things uh, from the Mexican side. I was listening, talking to a lady last night who told me that she doesn't, she used to drive to Mexico. She won't do it anymore. Yeah, I, mean, we won't. I certainly won't. It's unsafe. I mean, your car. I mean, you're driving in the middle of a country road, and they stop. They take your car from you, and then they leave you standing there. Correct. And you're stuck in the middle of nowhere with your family, and you can't do anything about it because the police is. That's is if they don't don't take yeah. one of your family members as uh, as a kidnap. Well, sure. And so that's another. So all of this is happening south of the border. The violence is is growing significantly, and I I think it's a huge threat like you say, to to the Mexican states. And I just see Governor Abbott, and I see a man who's trying to deal with the problem. He's got limited options, 
but I think he's using them as well as anybody could use them, George. I agree. I, I think, um, you know, uh, he's doing the best he can with, with the tools that he's got. Uh, the other problem that we've got is that we've got problems. We've got uh, folks uh, within the Republican Party on one side who want to, uh, who do not want any kind of restrictions on trade, and that's understandable. Um, but then you've got other folks on the other side who are hypercritical of the, go- of the governor not doing enough. Well, you know, uh, we've, got to, we've got to find a way to address both issues uh, in, in some form or fashion, because I've got, you know, I, I, for the next two years, we've got another two years with this uh, administration. They're not going to lift a finger. And right. I guarantee that even if, if uh, you know, if, if, the, if there is a Republican that uh, starts to look like they're going to win and starts gathering steam, they will do even more to make the, the, um, the, the border more open. To take advantage of the situation yeah. because of the upcoming change. So I think right now the ball is, if it gets to the Supreme Court, I'm not sure how the, you know, I'm not sure how the, the situation works out. I mean, I assume it'll start at a appeals court and then eventually get to the yeah, Supreme gonna, Court. It's going to start the local court, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and one and, of the and federal like said, courts. The main proponent right now that has brought it, the first one that I know of, uh, is a gentleman, and he's uh, arguing on, on behalf of uh, environmental issues, uh, that um, it's impacting on the environment as well as that uh, it is uh, impacting on his freedom to to uh, have recreation. Right. So, um, you know, that, um, you know, that's, we'll see how far that goes and how much the uh, Justice Department can push it. Well, the Justice Department will argue, uh, like we said before, they will argue that this is a federal issue. Yeah. And in theory, it is. Theoretically, it is. But it, if the federal government is not doing its part, then, you know, I think uh, Texas has uh, has the right, and I think Texas will argue that they have the right to defend themselves under the Texas Constitution and the American Constitution. And it's going to be an interesting argument because I don't think that's ever, to my knowledge, ever been framed in that way before, before the Supreme Court. I don't remember any time in American history where that ever got to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court could do everybody a big favor, I think, by cleaning this up and saying, you know, if you're not going to do it, then Texas has the right to do it. Hopefully that's where they come down Given the conservative nature of this court, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they come down, George. Well, we've got to remember that uh, recently the, the court, the conservative court, did, did, uh, determined that um, the issue of, uh, uh, of what to do about the border uh, was uh, the, the lawsuit that was brought by Paxton uh, about the uh, impact of uh, the policies, the, the liberal policies, and how it was impacting on the on the state of Texas, they referred it back to the state. Right. So at this point, I see that as an opening for you know the governor to to win. Right. That no, okay, I think the governor has, it. and the governor, you know, it's returned because it's a state issue. Okay, so the right. state is going to do something about it. I think the governor has a good hand to play here. I do too. And and I think he's got to make the case that hey look you know the theory is the theory but I got to deal with the issue, and and look at and any reasonable person looking at the border situation, I don't see how you can look at the border situation and not conclude 
that it's a mess. I thought it was interesting. Maybe you uh-huh. saw this video. Did you see the video of Robert F. Kennedy going down to the border? Yes. Uh, he, I guess about two or three weeks ago, he went down and he stood there uh, with a video machine. And he was sitting there saying, the time that I've been here, I've seen all these people come. Some come in without restrictions. Without a ticket. <laughs> Others come in and they give him a ticket. And he basically said, this is unsustainable. And he's a Democrat running for president. At least he's got it the... It is not controlled. It is right. not. Any, any government, any uh, nation that does not control its borders, it's... It, it's a disaster. You cannot have open borders, chaotic borders. I mean... Uh, you know, you can you can have you can have an immigration policy, but it's got to be orderly. There has to be a process that everybody follows that brings people in in an orderly fashion. You can't just all rush to the door and hope to get in. That that is a recipe for disaster, as we're seeing on the border. Well, George, that just means we got more to talk about the next time we get together. But this lawsuit uh, between Texas and the Biden administration. It's going to be interesting another to one. watch. It, yeah, another one. It's going to be interesting to watch because Texas has won most of these lawsuits. Yeah, they have. Actually, Texas has done well in winning them. Well, George, have a great weekend. I hope that, uh, you know, the Astros and the Rangers have a big series coming up next week. And right now the Rangers are up by four. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, I know that it's not the end of the season, but it's an important series uh, for the two teams to play. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, it's going to be fun. It'll be at uh, at uh, at the at Houston. The series will be in Houston. So I hope we can do better than we did the last time here, George. I'm hoping to catch one game. I'm hoping to head on over there and catch one game. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, the excitement. I'm sure the crowd is going to be quite quite into it. But the Astros have had some injuries, yeah. and that I think is impacting uh, why why they're not, I believe, in first place. I mean, the, the Rangers have done a great job. But I think most experts would agree that Houston has a better team on paper. But uh, the injuries have caught up with Houston. Well, have a great uh, have a great weekend, George. And thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Enjoy the heat uh-huh. and don't get overheated. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, have, have a good a great, one. Take care. Have a great time. Uh, yes, our good friend uh, George Rodriguez uh, from South Texas. We do this once a week, the Texas Report try to talk a little bit about what's going on. But really, the, the big stories right right now have to do with the border. Uh, a couple of them. One is the president of Mexico going after the governor of Texas. I think it's highly irresponsible. And there should be lots of American politicians of both parties uh, coming out in defense of, of, of the governor of Texas. This is not a political issue. When somebody from another country takes a shot at somebody in your country, then it becomes a question of, of respect for your country. And I, I would love to see some Democrats uh, defend. Uh, they don't have to agree with the governor, but at least defend defend him from these attacks from the president of another country, in this case, uh, Lopez Obrador in Mexico. And then, of course, the issue of the border and the Department of Justice going after Texas. I actually feel good about this lawsuit. I think Texas has a good chance of making its point uh, in, if it gets to the Supreme Court. I don't know where exactly. It's going to take a while, probably months before it gets to the Supreme Court. But something's got to be done about the border. You know, I agree with Robert F. Kennedy. It's unsustainable what we're seeing down there. You simply cannot continue with this craziness uh, down on the border. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later.